If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast. Just before we begin, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has shared the word about my podcast. Your support means so much to me. I also want to thank everyone who's left a review. One last thing before we begin, I would love to invite you to my 2019 Mental Health Solutions Summit this year in Dallas, Texas, December 6 and 7. This conference is going to be amazing. In this conference, I will be teaching you how to overcome mental health issues like anxiety and depression and OCD. I'm also going to be talking about how to help teens and children with mental health issues, how to improve memory, how to identify and define your unique identity, how to build your brain, how to avoid burnout and manage stress, how to take care of your physical body, how to improve sleep, how to deal with chaotic thinking and more. This summit is for everyone, teachers, pastors, parents, CEOs, entrepreneurs, doctors, lawyers, life coaches, everyone. For more information and to register, visit drleafconference.com. We will also be offering CEUs and CMEs for this conference. And now back to today's topic. Are you a people pleaser? How to know when you care too much what people think and how to take back your power. Let's start with how to know if you are a people pleaser. Okay, we're going to look at a couple of different points to help you distinguish if you are a people pleaser. First thing, there's a difference between a people pleaser and a peacemaker. Peacemaker is someone who seeks to create a balance to see all sides of a situation, to be rational and objective, not, not, not self-focused. It's more to help others. Sometimes a peacemaker will even say harsh realities because it's the truth of that situation. So generally a peacemaker is trying to resolve an argument, build a relationship between people that are battling, and so they're mediating between the two. A people pleaser, on the other hand, is more self-focused. The peacemaker's other-focused. A people-pleaser is self-focused. Maybe scared of being criticized. Maybe hypersensitive to uncertainty of maybe not being accepted or of the situation, of conflict. Very sensitive maybe to the conflict. Potentially, a people-pleaser will sacrifice their values and even their mental health just to make someone else happy so that they can feel more accepted. And that can have a boomerang effect because if you're so busy sacrificing your own values and your own mental health to please someone else just to be accepted by that someone else because of your own uncertainty, that is a very negative cycle and that can have a boomerang effect back on how you actually feel about yourself. And people can always pick that up. Very Most of the time, people can pick up when you're trying to please them and they can end up then taking advantage of you, which increases the toxicity of that whole relationship and that whole feedback loop that has been set up between you and the other person or persons. How do you know if you're a people pleaser? 
Okay, well, do you always feel like you have to say yes? If someone asks you to do something or asks you to get something or say something, do you feel you always have to say yes, even when you know you should be saying no? Do you compromise to keep the peace and avoid conflict? Are you compromising your values, what you believe in, what you know to be truth, just to keep the peace and avoid conflict? Do you tend to avoid uncertainty? Do you feel feel uncomfortable, but you do something anyway? So someone asks you to do something or they ask you what you think about something and you feel uncomfortable, but instead of listening to that, you actually do it anyway. Do you feel like you maybe don't have a clear identity of who you are? Do you maybe lack your own vision, your own process to achieve that vision? If you answered yes to these questions, even a few of these questions, you may very well be a people pleaser. So in being a people pleaser, why is it that we do not like not being liked? Is it because it doesn't feed our ego? We are also, our brains are designed for good connections. It's called the optimism bias. That's the structure of our brains. So not being liked goes against this. It's in conflict. We kind of, as humanity, expect people to like us. And because it creates good relationships, if someone likes you and you like someone, you can have a good relationship. So when we're not liked, we don't understand this. We don't understand not being liked. It goes against our natural structuring of our brain and our mind. And it's painful. So to reduce the uncertainty of do they like me, don't they like me, to reduce the pain, to reduce the vulnerability, instead of maybe dealing with all of that, are you using people pleasing to reduce the pain? It's kind of like a survival instinct, a protective instinct to protect us. The problem is that it's very destructive. Why is it destructive? It's people pleasing is destructive because pretty we pretty much sacrificing our self identity, who you really are at your core. That creates tremendous conflict mentally, which will create a lot of neurochemical chaos throughout your entire brain and your body. So you will be affecting yourself physically and your brain. You're also compromising your morals, which also increases that level of conflict and the effect of damaging your brain and every cell of your body. This all leads to problems with mental health because you're not being who you are. As soon as we compromise our identity and our morals, our mental health is going to be affected. It will also create resentment because that's not who you are. It's frustrating when you're saying yes to someone to do something just to please them and it's not pleasing you, it's not who you are. Over time, it is going to create resentment and that can swing into you becoming a victim where you feel victimized. So you've been so busy pleasing people that you haven't been growing your own identity, going against yourself, creating conflict, and then you feel sorry for yourself. Meanwhile, you're the one who put yourself there and then you take on a victimization attitude, which keeps you very stuck unless you change that and face it and change it. The third thing is you can get addicted to pleasing people. It can create an addictive pathway. Anything that you keep doing is wiring a pathway into your brain, which connects with your mind. And the more you practice it, the stronger it gets. And you can become addicted to that because as you say yes to that person and they respond positively, you get that dopamine rush, increase in serotonin, changes in the hormones, and you get a a, a temporary high. And then it drops. And that's where the resentment and victimization and kind of thing follows. So you might, instead of dealing with the resentment and victimization, go and do another people-pleasing thing to get that next high. And you might find that you're on that treadmill that you keep on going around and around like a, in a hamster cage going around that, that wheel over and over again. That also tends to create a, a hypersensitivity. If people aren't giving you the feedback that you 
feel that you need. If you're a people pleaser and you're asking someone, they ask you to do something, you say yes against what you know you should be saying, you shouldn't be doing that, you get that temporary high and then they say, oh, thank you so much, are you getting some feedback? So along with the addiction is a very is, is another negative effect and that is a hypersensitivity to needing the feedback that you get from people that you pleased. So it becomes a combination of things. Your hypersensitivity to, the hypersensitivity to needing more feedback increases and you want more and more and more. So you people please more and more and more. So you set up a very negative cycle with the one part with supporting the other and increasing the, the toxic cycle. One area may suffer in your life when you constantly try and appease the desire to please other people. So if you are constantly desiring to please other people, areas of your own self-development are going to suffer. And then you're not a complete person. And then that increases your frustration and increases your mental mental health challenges because now you're frustrated, anxious, all kinds of things, maybe even getting depressed because you're working against who you are. And things like anxiety and depression and frustration, these are all symptoms that something's not right. Fifth thing is that that loss of identity is huge. If you take, if, if we start losing our identity by trying to please other people, it's almost like you're taking on their identity. You're living to support someone else's identity instead of growing your own identity. You're taking away the opportunity for you to define your own path. And this will just add to that internal frustration and conflicts and brain damage and neurochemical chaos. And fortunately, when we stop this, all of that can change. It can heal. And, and But, you know, you have to take charge. Also, if people are only attracted to you because you have changed yourself to please them, it's not sustainable. That relationship you just built will fail at some point because if it's always one-sided, they'll reach a point where you just can't sustain it anymore. And this pressure will impact other relationships as well because you're so strained from using your energy in the wrong direction that you drained. Think of your cell phone. If you've got all your apps open and you've got your battery on full power, you know that your battery will go down much quicker than if you get rid of some of those, close down the apps and maybe put your phone on not such an, on, on half power. So you've got to decide where you are using your energy because your energy is limited in a 24-hour period. And it's especially limited when you are consciously awake and your brain and your body do get tired. So if you're using your conscious energy in the wrong direction, you're draining it for what you do need it for. And people-pleasing is a huge drain of mental and physical energy. And the sixth thing, of, sixth reason why it's very destructive is it creates cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance is a psychological term for when we do one thing, but actually we should be doing something else. And this then creates tremendous conflict mentally, which will then generate a very weird kind of energy through the brain. And the brain will respond by really taking a lot of strain and we get a lot of neurochemical chaos, which is not good for your brain at all. So if you're a people pleaser and you've identified that, that's great. So now how do you take back control and power and stop people pleasing? First thing that you have to do is acknowledge. Maybe go back and re-listen to this podcast, listen to the questions that I've asked, be very honest with yourself and acknowledge that maybe this is what you are doing. Be honest with yourself. You can't change something until you're aware of it. Also start tuning into what other people are saying to you. You may be aware and people may have said things to you. Are you taking note of that? Or are you choosing just to brush that aside and continue in your pathway. It will be painful. It will be uncomfortable. None of us like to face our issues, but this is what we see in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus models that for us, where we have to face our issues in order to deal with them. We need to tune into our discomfort because when we tune into our discomfort, we can change them. If you don't tune into your discomfort, you keep them, you keep the brain damage, etc. 
Second thing is once you're aware, you can start asking as many why questions as you can to find the reason why you are so desperate to please. So you ask why, you answer, and you discuss with yourself. And you keep doing that. And write this down. Keep a journal. Keep a little people-pleasing journal to analyze yourself. And then once you've done this awareness, asking the questions, writing it down, take action. Practice saying no. Practice. And when you practice saying no, prepare yourself. Okay, this person's used to you saying yes. So now when they ask you and you say no, they're going to be shocked. They may react negatively. In other words, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for the fact that these people may react negatively so that it doesn't throw you and you suddenly say, oh, okay, actually I will do it. You've got to be strong. So mentally prepare yourself for a potential reaction. And maybe you'll be surprised. Maybe they'll say, oh, okay, you've done a lot for me anyway. You don't know what they're going to do, but just prepare yourself and and up up front, get that network in your brain that no matter what they say, you are going to say no. If you are uncomfortable with this, you're going to say no. Spend more time defining and identifying what you want and what you want your identity to be. For this purpose, I recommend my book, The Perfect You. I recommend you do the UQ, the Unique Qualitative Assessment Profile. You can take as long as you want. You can take a week, a month, a year, however long you want to do that profile. You could just keep it next to your bed and take five minutes every day and answer a question. But it will really help you define and identify who you are and what you want and what you you want your identity to be. It's also very important that you learn to be okay with conflict and uncertainty. We do live in a world, and especially in the religious circles where, and it's everywhere actually, that we are told to everything must be happy and wonderful and we mustn't have any uncertainty and we mustn't have any conflict and we've got to try and get rid of it as quickly as possible. And there's a tendency to look for quick fixes for conflict and uncertainty, and that's not at all healthy. We need to learn to be okay with with conflict. As hard as it is, when you push through conflict, the results are going to be very positive in yourself and in relationships and your brain health. And the same thing with uncertainty. Uncertainty is part of life. And if we don't accept uncertainty, we're not accepting all the elements and beauty that life has to offer us. Fifth point, work on your self-confidence. The UQ is going to help you a lot with this, the unique qualitative assessment profile that I have in my book, The Perfect You. And there's another profile you can do alongside with this called the Gift Profile. And that's in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed. These two profiles are fantastic at helping you work on your self-confidence, finding out what you're good at, how you think, how you feel, how you choose, what do you love. You're finding out the uniqueness of your brain. There is no normal brain. That's according to research. And every brain is unique. So your brain, there's something you can do that no one else can do. Very important that you find and develop that. So in this way, you can learn to become intrinsically motivated and driven versus extrinsically. Being a people pleaser, you are looking for an extrinsic motivation. You're looking for something outside of yourself to keep you going, to make you feel good about yourself and it backfires. Whereas if you're intrinsically motivated, you can deal with all the conflict and uncertainty. And even though it's not easy, you can deal with it more effectively. Get to know yourself. Do the UQ. Read more books on these topics. Think about the times you were, this is a really good thing to do. Think about the times you were the most happiest and at peace, at peace with yourself, even in the midst of a conflicting situation. Go and write that down. Spend some time. Become aware of it. Ask yourself why. Write that down. Analyze it so that you can recognize what that feels like and get knowledge and build the networks in your brain and practice being aware of those so that you can use those as anchors to help you in times of of needy times or times where you feel yourself wanting to give in and say yes when you shouldn't say yes. And then the last point is accept the fact that not everyone will like you and that that is okay and accept being vulnerable. Not everyone will like you. Not and we and I know we hear that so often, but it's very hard to process that. So spend a bit of time realizing that it's that it's okay and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that they're a bad person, but you just have to be just so different. 
But the calmer you are about yourself, the more you accept yourself, the more intrinsically driven you are, the more you will find people accept you. They may not like everything about what you believe, but you will find a level of peace in those relationships the more you are satisfied with who you are. And then also accept being vulnerable. You're not encouraged to be vulnerable enough. Being vulnerable is very important because it increases our authenticity and it helps us to all look at ourselves more and self-regulate more and help ourselves to be more honest people. And this leads to better relationships. So in sum, go back, re-listen to this. If you find that you're a people pleaser, re-listen to these points and really try to apply them in your life and give us some reviews, send us some feedback. Let us know how this has helped you. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new and helpful. Till next week, thanks again. I'm Dr. Caroline Leith.